Hey everyone, Jason Gilligan here. We'll be back in your feed next week with a new episode of the Earfluence podcast. But today we wanted to share a podcast that we produced that was recently picked up by the Ebony Podcast Network. Yes, that Ebony, Ebony Magazine. The STEM Media Podcast is where technical intelligence meets creative genius. Hosted by engineer, educator, and entrepreneur, Dr. Nehemiah Mabry, STEM Media highlights prolific black voices and accomplishments throughout the STEM community. And in this episode, recorded from our studio at Raleigh Founded, Dr. Nee talks to matchmaker Valdon Johnson about the science of dating. Enjoy. What's going on, fam? It's Nee. Welcome to STEM Media, where we discuss the most inspirational and creative topics in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And we have a purpose here at STEM Media. Our purpose is to elevate and empower you. I am your host, Dr. Nehemiah Mabry, and I am feeling good. Why am I feeling good, you might ask? Well, I'm feeling good because today is no exception. I'm blessed. All right, y'all, let's talk about dating. Let's talk about relationships, love, you know, everybody's favorite topic, right? You know, when it comes to finding your match, right? How is it that we find the perfect match? Does the perfect match even exist? You know, when you see the dating site commercials and people talk about how they had all these different match points and things in common, is that for real? Or let me ask you this. Do you feel like we need to be physically attracted to someone before we get to the actual relationship part? You know, I'm excited to dig into all of this with my guest today. He is an engineer and a professional matchmaker. That's right. You heard me. Valden Johnson is a certified matchmaker with the Institute of New York and has a background in electrical engineering. And he brings an engineering approach, a mindset to dating and relationships in effort to improve the dating landscape and to help eligible men and women find each other. You know, we'll get into how all this works with him in just a second. But to start, Valden shares the story of how he met his match. She's from Jamaica. Okay. And she came here in September 2010. We got engaged next month in October 2010. Whoa. We got married in November the next month. In Get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So did you all meet here or did you know her before she came? I officially met her in April earlier that year. She had come to the U.S. to visit, but I met her the day she was on her way back to Jamaica. Wow. So our, our courtship, if you will, was six months over Skype. You know, just to add to that, we just celebrated 11 years together last on the 20th of November. Now, Valden helps others find the same connection that he has with his wife. His STEM journey, though, starts back in college when he racked up some debt and had to reluctantly find a job. I wasn't a matchmaker back then. I right. was just a dude who was trying to find his way in life, right? right? And right. and I came across this industry, and and quite honestly, I kind of fabricated a little information about myself <laughs> to get the job. Because keep in mind, I wasn't really trying to get the job. Yeah. But for instance, they asked me if I knew any programming, and and mm -hmm. and I said, yeah. They asked me if I knew the Pascal programming language. I don't know if you know that. It was an old programming yeah. language. I said, yeah. So my first assignment was the right program. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I didn't know anything about Pascal programming. Went to the bookstore, bought a whole shelf full of books, and read them from cover to cover. Wow. Right, and I learned how to program that language. I did that that project, and and again, it just took off. But back then, you know, I was a I was a kid. I was eighteen, nineteen years old, but I had a lot of energy. You know, I got in, read those books, and and I could do that back then. I used to read technical books like crazy back then yeah. you know but it, but it was it was interesting to me right. so when i say typical 
I was typical in the sense that if you're a technical type minded person and you get into something that feels fun and enjoyable and you know because when I wrote my first program it was over then because yeah. you felt like a creator right right like right that, that's, that's magic yeah it felt like magic yeah 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 I love it man I love it and so when you were like a you know I can relate to that for sure the whole like hey you want to learn something you dig in and you just kind of like go yeah. into a zone yeah and hours are passing but you you you're just eating up all the information yeah um were you an introvert or were you also like a life of a party kind of like ladies man back then very much an introvert <laughs> okay like very much like i i stayed in my room for weeks and weeks and weeks yeah <laughs> you know wow. just reading books tapping around on the keyboard like like I and I'm still an introvert to this day yeah right yeah. but you know I, I had to get out of that number one because the engineering requires you to get in front of people and talk a lot of the time and um or at least the position that that I right held, right. You, right you did presentations and right, stuff like right, that right. okay got you got you and so you you graduated you were working this engineering job paying your own credit card bills and then I'm sure more bills came on after that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> as oh, a, yeah. As adulting begins to pick up. Yeah. Um, but when did this whole matchmaker thing come up, at, at what point did you say, you know what? I can start hooking some people up. That's a good question. Yeah. Because I found myself at, I was around mid-30s. Mm -hmm. and, and I looked good on paper. Yeah. Like, like I had a six-figure income. Mm -hmm. I had just moved to North Carolina. I had a home back in Georgia and Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I had a house here in you know, in North, I had a motorcycle. I was a motorcycle dude. You know, I had a decent vehicle. I wasn't the ugliest dude on the block. You know, I was at church every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Like I look good on paper. On paper, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and I didn't have no kids. I ain't never been married right. before. No like drama. I, 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 yeah, I got a decent head on my shoulder. Yeah, that's that's me patting myself on the back. But I'm painting the picture for you, right? Yeah, yeah. But the problem I had is that I could not find my people. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I had no problem finding people. I didn't have no problem finding women, but I, I couldn't find that tribe of people from which my woman would come from. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it was a very frustrating feeling because I know just based on who I was and what I brought to the table, I know it's a lot of women out there looking for me. Right. 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 But, but they can't find me and I can't find them. Right. Right. Because again, you, you look good on paper and that's probably things that people have said they wanted. But that that connection wasn't wasn't happening. Well, well, again, like again, you know, the the problem wasn't finding a a, a woman, but to, to find the types of of women, the types of people to be around. Like that's where people like engineers and introverts have a problem. Mm -hmm. like, we don't have a problem finding people. You can go out to the grocery store, see lots of people, right? But you don't have a social circle. You don't have you don't have that tribe from which your person would come from, okay. right? And that's the very frustrating problem that I had back then. So I thought to myself, even way back then, I said, hey, there got to be other guys like me mm -hmm. out there that are struggling with this same thing. Right. And keep in mind, we all know that if you take that list of a guy, there's 100 women looking for him. Right, they right. just can't find him, yeah, right? Yeah. So that was my original... Th that's when I originally decided to go down this space. And that's a whole nother story I won't even tell you about only because it would take too time. But I started a company way back then. This was like 20 years ago. <clears throat> and the goal was to try to find men mm -hmm. that were like me, but I was walking up to dudes asking them if they were single. You know? so, can you imagine? <laughs> like they thought you went another way. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I was introverted, didn't right. really know how to connect with guys, that sort of thing, and, yeah. I, and I went down that path. Anyway, I did that for a couple of years, and it didn't take off so well. But I... I said all that just to answer your question. How did I, uh, what what put my brain in this space yeah. to even start working down this path, right? So that was the beginning of y your it. Your scenario <clears throat> put yeah. you in it. And you said, wait yeah. a minute, I'm probably not the only one 
who looks good on paper. Right. Right. Okay. 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 And so matchmaking was sort of like, all right, this is something you were interested in. You began to talk to other people. You saw similar situations. Mm-hmm. Right. So a tenant I heard you mention was finding my tribe of people from which my woman would come. So is that like a kind of like a principle or one of the first principles you began to realize? Like, hey, there needs to be a pool or community or a tribe mm. from which a person that you would eventually match with. Yeah. Come. Well, that's just the way that's kind of just the way the world works. OK. Right. Because, if you know, you know, at, at the end of the day. None of us really have problems finding people. Right. Like people are all over the place. Yeah. But, you know, you gotta you gotta find the people that connect with your values, find the people that that connect with where you're going in life, that believe the things you believe. That's what we call a tribe, exactly. right? Exactly. So <clears throat> that's the hard part is trying to find a, a a tribe. And it's even harder today because technology got in the way of us. Like you know, yeah. I, I often tell people I'm at an age now where the the first half of my life there was no internet. There were no cell phones. There yeah. were no social media. There was none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have an opportunity to, to remember what it was like before that and what it's like after that. But we we were we were much more tribal in that sense before social media was around because mm-hmm. people hung out in groups. Like people would go to church and then the group of people would go go to the movies or something like right. that. And we still had families that ate dinner together and big Thanksgiving and friends would come over and play cards and all of that. It sort wasn't of just text and image based. It right. was, you know, right. body it, language it, and just kind of exactly. vibe and community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got yeah. you. I got you. So when did it become a formal thing for you though? Like obviously you, you mm-hmm. notice the issue, but when did you say, you know what, this is actually a a craft I want to learn. Yeah. So I got the idea 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I tried some things, didn't work. The bug stayed in me. I, you know, I care about people, right? right? And uh, the answer to that question is I, I became a professional photographer uh, at some point in life. Man, you have, you have, I have to say this. You have a eclectic, you know, interest base right now. Oh, well, you know, hey, when, photography, when, yeah. yeah, when you're, when you're an introvert, you, you, Anyway, I don't think it has anything to do with introvert, but right. but I, I agree with that. So yeah. I became a professional photographer back in 2008, and I did that for several years. Hey, hold that thought real quick. We're going to pause for a moment to take a break, and we'll be right back. And um, I met a lot of really great people yeah. during that period. And it, and, it, it, and it really got to the point where, like, I had found mine at this point. Yeah. Because remember, I got married in 2010. Oh, okay, okay. So so, th- so this this span past you finding your own. Like, the bug stayed yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, It wasn't just like, let me find mine and I'm good. Right. But you find yours and you still were, like, interested in this. Yeah, because okay. because I got into matchmaking about four years ago, officially. Okay. When I went out to New York and got the certification and, and you know, became a bona fide yeah, matchmaker. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that happened about four years ago. By that time, I'd already been married six years. Okay. Right. Gotcha. You know, so um, I'm trying to I'm trying to give it to you in bite sizes. I know, I know, I know. I know it's a long story. <laughs> I'm yeah. interested, though. Go yeah, ahead. but that's the reason why I say the idea came 20 years ago. I mm-hmm. tried some things. They did and did not work. I got into photography. I started meeting a lot of great people, and, and I became frustrated because I can think of one specific friend that I know was, was kind of the catalyst for me saying, you know what, I'm going to do something about this. Because <laughs> this was a really, really great one. Woman. Like yeah. she was just awesome. Yeah. And she just, it wasn't that she couldn't find people. She just couldn't find her tribe of people. Yeah. Right. And I said, I am going to do something about this, even if I just solve this latest problem. Okay. She's married, by the way, by now. All right. All right. Hey, hey. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he got it done. He got it well, done. All I right. can't take full credit for that, but I will take credit for the coaching that I gave him. Okay. But, none, but nonetheless, I just wanted to answer that question. Yeah. That um, what, 
what made me pull the trigger on it, I can say she and this other lady were, were the catalyst for that. Okay. And then, you know, because of my engineering background, I put this in there because we have problem solving mindsets. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And and I can clearly see the problem with the dating landscape and with relationships and mm-hmm. all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I can clearly see the problem. Now, the solution is not so easy. Gotcha. But I can clearly see the problem. Right. And once you see the problem, once you understand the root cause, you can at least start working towards solutions, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what's got us where we are today. Got you. Got you. Y'all, all right. So let's talk about it as an engineer. You brought that up, problem solver. We've already talked about how tribe and community is important. But at, now that you are bona fide, certified, you know, you know, we in engineering have, you know, variables when we're solving problems, right? Yeah. There are parameters, there are you know, material properties, maybe there's, you know, pressure, you know, all this different stuff. You're an electrical engineer, so you got resistance. Obviously, when it comes to matchmaking, there are a lot of variables in life. People. Absolutely. What would you say are maybe some of the top variables that, hey, someone comes to you and they say, look, I'm, I'm trying to find someone. What are some of those first couple of variables that you begin to look at to try to get an idea of, you know, what type of person you may need to connect them with? The, the very first step, is to help them understand the fact that they don't understand themselves, Because right? hmm. that's the that's the biggest problem right now. Is, that pe- is people come looking for somebody, but they don't they don't even like the first question I I ask somebody is what do you want in a person, right? Okay. And then then I listen to that whole list, and then after I talk them down off that list, I help them understand the difference between what they want in a person and what they need in a person to be happy. Then I turn around and make them look at themselves and say, does that person want a person like you? Because mm. very few people turn around and look at themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now we got to deal with them. Right. Then you ask them things like, if they want to be married, you ask them, why do they want to be married? Yeah. Most of them can't even answer that question. Well, if you don't know why you want to be married, what makes you think marriage is going to work out for you? Good if you point. don't even know why you want to do it. Because let me tell you, if you get married, you better have a, a good reason for wanting to get married. Right. It can't be love because you're not going to feel love a lot of the time a lot of the after time. you get married. So what are you going to do? It can't be attraction because you're not going to be attracted all of the time. And that can change. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so to, to answer your question is that you, you really have to start with some fundamentals to, to get people level set before you start. Got you, got you. And one of those fundamentals I'm hearing is self-awareness. Self-awareness, probably the biggest fundamental. Wow, wow. One of the biggest. Got it, got it, got it. Now, does this ever veer into, you know, the area of faith and morality, or is that kind of like one of the boxes? How how does all that work out? Yeah, absolutely, right? Because, again, going back to the whole idea of of tribes, like you you got faith-based people, and Mm -hmm. you got non-faith-based people. Okay. Right? Okay. So, obviously, if you're dealing with faith, based people right. they want to they want to rock with another person faith. right that love yeah. the lord you yeah. know you want yeah. if you love the lord you want somebody else to love the right. lord yeah right yeah right. yeah i got you i got you and so you you go through all that you say okay what kind of person do you want and then you kept them to figure out if they're the type of person that the person they want would want yeah, yeah. right right yeah. um but then how do you begin to deal with just the numbers problem man because as you said like it, it's not, you know, on one side, particularly if you're talking about males and females, even in your field as an engineer, our field, right, mm-hmm. in STEM, we know the numbers. It isn't a one-to-one ratio. Exactly. And, you know, how do you deal with the fact that that the numbers don't always 
work in the favor of the person who's looking. Here's the thing. Uh, like if we would talk about just African-American women, right, mm-hmm. just as a real exa- a quick example. So I, I ordered a report from blackdemographics.com, right? Okay. And I'm just going to give you some some kind of nebulous numbers, but they're real numbers. But let's gotcha. just say there are 100,000 black single people in this triangle area, okay. right? If every black man was to marry a black woman, mm-hmm. there'd still be 30,000 black women left over, Yeah, right? Now, you take that number of men, you got to cut them right down to half because you got some guys that are gay. You got to mm-hmm. cut out the ones that are incarcerated. You got to mm-hmm. cut out the ones that are, are uh, undereducated or underemployed. And, and you got to cut out the ones that don't even date black uh, black women. Right. right. So now you're left with even a, a really small pool right. of right. black men. Now, is that assuming really quick? I do want you to continue yep. that. But is that assuming that? Most black women prefer black men. Yep. Is that, that is that assumption because that is a fact that okay. most black women prefer black men. My, gotcha. Quite honestly, I'm trying to encourage black women to open up your minds a little bit. Right? <laughs> oh, got you, got you. Because I'm trying to make the world a better place, and All I right. think the world be a better place if people are happier. And I believe people will be happier if they have a good relationship. A good relationship, yeah. regardless. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got and, you. And, but that's the reality, though. That's the reality of got the you, situation. Got you. Yeah. Right. So that number gets even smaller. Yeah. So so the the numbers don't look favorable. But but here's what I say. You know, like black women will say there are no good black men around, mm-hmm. and I'll always counter that by saying because like, remember I was a photographer for a, a long while, right? And I did some wedding photography for yeah. for quite a bit. I would push back on that and say I see good black men get married every day. So if there are no Good black men out there, right? How, how, how are we still getting married? Still, how are we still seeing weddings all the time? Right, got gotcha. right. Okay, so that there's hope. It, you know, the problem is people have gotten to the point now where everything is just so automatic and so microwave that they don't want to do any work. Like they just want dude to fall out the sky. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and men and women alike. Like they just want their person to just fall out the sky, and they don't want to have to you know put any effort towards that. Right, right, right. And and listen, we we know that. There's no, you can't paint with a broad brush. You know, everybody has right. a different, unique situation. However, we're, we're talking about the STEM disciplines really quick for a yeah, second. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you're a scientist, you're an engineer, technologist, someone who does a lot of work cerebrally. Yeah. Right? So they don't probably have as much practice, right? If they're not doing it on their own, interacting with people all the time, or even just developing some of those charismatic skills, if you will. Yeah. Right? What have you found when it comes to working with people, let's just say, in the STEM domain? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get them out of their comfort zone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think you and I were talking on the phone yesterday. I was talking about how how guys, specifically older guys, right, um, who, uh, who were like me, who weren't around, uh, social media wasn't around back then. Mm-hmm. They would go to school with a bunch of men because not a lot of women were in engineering. Mm-hmm. And then they get out in business and they, you know, start working towards their, their career goals as a man. And, and, you know, and they just never learn any any social skills. Mm-hmm. Right. So here mm-hmm. they are in their late 30s, 40s and 50s and they're at home by themselves. Right? right. So how do I deal with that is, you know, you have to locate them like they have to want something first because okay. I don't even know them. Like they're buried away in their house. I don't know them. I can't see them. I can't <laughs> find them. Right. Yeah. I can't even reach out to them because those people aren't, you know, those guys typically aren't in, in social media Right. Socially, right? right? They're on right. social media to play games, you right. know, or to, you know, to to kind of address their interests type right. of thing. So 
you know, I'm I'm working on that. Like, you know, I, I got answers to to that question, how to find those guys. And you find them at places like seminars. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think. Trade shows. Trade shows. That's what okay. I was looking for. Trade shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, entrepreneurial trade shows, technical trade shows. You know, we just did a, a, a electrical engineering trade show. That's where you find those wow, guys. Wow, okay. Right? But people don't people don't think to look in they those, don't. those spaces, they right? Don't. But I come from that place. That makes sense. And, and you know, but... Now it looks a little silly to show up at an, a trade show for some technical stuff talking about you're a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Like I've done this at a couple of technical meetups before and people look at me like I got an eyeball on my forehead. Man. But it's working. Yeah. Right? Because brilliant. the idea is you're not going to find these guys any other way. Right. 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 You just won't find them. Hey, let's pause right here and take a break and we'll be right back. Got you. Got you. I love it. I love it, man. And you, hey, you just gave somebody a tip. Yep. who was listening to those statistics earlier, yeah. um, they know where their next conference needs to be at, right? <laughs> they know what next what trip they need to make. Anyway, <laughs> so what about when people are of the same career? This is another kind of STEM-based question. You know, you both mm-hmm. are scientists or – like I have a friend. They're, they're, they're both engineers. One's a mechanical. One is a civil, right? When it comes to careers being identical, does that have any bearing on the successfulness of the relationship? I don't think that has anything to do with anything. You don't? Okay. No, it, it really doesn't. Yeah. You know, because it's the it's the people. Right. <laughs> it's not what they do. It's, it's the people that they are going to make it work or make it not work. Gotcha. And, you know, and I know a lot of people in, 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 in my industry that are married and they do the same thing. Same thing. Right. Yeah. It, it's got to help because, you know, common interest generally helps the situation. Okay. You know, but but at the same time, the their occupation – at least in the engineering space, unless they they have some conflicting, you know, personality. Yeah. Type. Well, well, uh-huh. the properties of what they do, if that's conflicting in some oh, way. Oh, okay, okay. You know, because some of these jobs, like you know, I used to travel thirty six weeks out of the year, mm-hmm. right? And that in itself can be incompatible to to somebody. Got you. Right? Got you. And that, I mean, you could be a truck driver and do yeah, the same thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. 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 Okay. Okay. I, I guess I ask because the assumption is if you got two logical you know, straight, no nonsense people that sometimes the balance isn't there. Is that, that's not really. No, but because it's, it's more about having relationship skills, right? Because even if you guys are both technical, men are still men and they're going to think the way men do. Like, Mm -hmm. and women are still women. And even if women learn how to be technical in their jobs, they're still emotional beings, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And when it comes to their feelings and their Mm -hmm. relationships, they're going to respond like women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not a bad thing. It's just the, just the way it is. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't put any credence on what they do, you know, from an engineering standpoint, STEM standpoint to, to say that it will or won't help their relationship. They need relationship skills. At the end of the day, we need tools to be successful in relationships and and we need skills to be successful in relationships. Got you. That's facts. Relationships, relationships. So you are, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, again, keeping the train on tracks, <laughs> beginning to study a little bit of science involved in matchmaking? Yeah, yes. Okay. So there's a course off- offering from the Matchmaking Institute called Science-Based Coaching. And the idea is that there's a, um, Dr. Tara Orbach, she she followed like, uh, you know, science is just the, the activity of measuring the results of something that you, you know, observing. Some, yeah. Observation. Right. right. So, so basically um, she's been following these couples for, it's like 300 couples she's been following for over um, 30 years. Okay. And, and basically the course 
is about a lot of the findings that that were found during during that that um, operation or, or or through that experiment. Uh, but also, she's she's a she's a therapist. She's a longtime marriage family counseling therapist. Also, Dr. Orbach, and mm-hmm. and basically, she put this course together to kind of keep in mind everybody that comes into matchmaking and date coaching. Many of us don't don't really have backgrounds in areas of therapy and stuff. Like a lot of lawyers come into it. A lot of real estate agents oh, come wow. into it. Like people come into matchmaking from all sorts of all different sorts. places. Yeah, yeah, right, and um. So anyway, that that's what I'll give you about that. I mean, it, it it's a it's a course that's really designed to just help people understand the landscaping of date coaching. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. So you from that class, of course, you're able to get just some conclusions, I guess, or some perhaps some um correlations between certain yeah. things and couples and relationships. You know, I'm I'm a lifetime learner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I personally don't feel like I needed the class and, you know, I'm halfway through it and, and I still feel like I didn't really, really need that. But but I don't know. Like, I'm all, I, I'll take a course and if I don't get but one or two things out of it, I'm happy I took it because right. it was one or two things I didn't know before. And, yeah. and this this is, a, this this whole area of matchmaking, date coaching and trying to understand relationships is huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you like, I can do this for another 30 years and not know everything. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But just like in engineering, we have tools. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And, and the more tools you have, the better you can get your job done. Like this is a very good correlation because I, I interviewed an incoming guy on the engineering uh, job uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, and in our space, we're application engineers, right? So we support engineering software that's used to design circuit boards, right? Yeah. And um, and I explained to him when he came in, I said, you know, this is the type of job where you – I asked him if he knew any programming, and he said no. And he said, do I need to know programming? I said, no, you don't need to know programming, but programming is a really good good tool because we get asked to do things in on this job, and you don't really know – how to do it all the time. Like, I'm trying to keep it vague, but here's, right, right. here's, here's the punchline. Okay. Punchline is I've been asked to do things in my career that I didn't know how to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the more tools you have in your toolbox, like I can, I, I've got four programming languages that I'm pretty comfortable with, right? right? And they all have different capabilities, if you will, and help me figure out what it is. But at the end of the day, the more tools you have in your toolbox, the easier you can get your job done. And the easier you can get your job done, the more valuable you are to the team, right? right so I right. feel the same way in this whole matchmaking space. Okay. You know, I don't have all the tools, but I got a lot of tools that some other people don't have. Right, right. right. right? And, you know, they probably have some tools that I don't have. But at the end of the day, we, we're problem solvers. Like, you come to us and you say you want to find your person we got to know how to assess your issue. We got to get the root causes of things. We need to know if we got to send you to therapy or if you need a coach. Like there's a difference between the two and right, know, right, that right. sort of thing. So, got you, got you, got you. Well, man, I, this has been fantastic, and we're coming to a close. But I really want you to say something on behalf of the industry of matchmaking. I'm not saying that you're the spokesperson, but yep. I, I can, I'm gonna be honest, man. You know, there's somebody probably listening who is very similar to how I might have been, right? I don't need no matchmaker, man. I, you know what I'm saying? I can mm-hmm. figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have to, I don't want to have to say that, hey, you know, I found my significant other, I found my spouse because I was desperate and I had to call somebody, you right. know, or, you know, there's just some people who just really feel like, you know, maybe there, it isn't as um, 
credible of an industry as, say, engineering, yeah. right, or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. So can you give me just, you know, why do you feel as though this is necessary as an industry and just maybe some general topics of, of this being uh, maybe even the future in many ways? Is matchmaking needed? I, I think it is today, but here's the problem. The the industry is really, really works its, its best with people with high incomes because there's a high ticket income. Like you think about how much money, it, how, how hard it is for the average person to find their person. How much harder is it going to be for somebody else to find your person, mm, right? Okay. And 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 here's what people don't know about, about matchmaking. I hope you let me get through this because this, no, this no, is no, important. No, 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 go ahead. We're going we're gonna to get it all. Go ahead. Um, this is the important thing I want to say about matchmaking, right? The places that it works really good is when you got a lot of money, right? Because, you know, hmm. the, the average professional matchmaker, they have contracts that start at $5,000. But, you know, generally speaking, contracts are like $15,000 all the way up to $500,000. Yeah. Now, and that, that sounds bananas to us, right? But the reason why that's the case is because if you come to me, if if you're a single person and you come to me, and say, hey, go find my person. Mm-hmm. I can't just walk up to people. You know, I can look to my database to see if there's any compatibility in my database. Mm-hmm. But now that there's no compatibility in my database, I've got to do things like i got to hire recruiters to go out and yeah. hang out at bars or go to, to trade shows and, and that sort of thing. I've got to, you know, if you think about Millionaire Matchmaker, I don't know if you ever saw that show. She yeah. used to throw parties, and they do this for real. They throw parties for the sole purpose of finding one person, one for, person. for their client. Wow. But a, but, but it requires resource to do all of that. Exactly. So so that's another reason why I got into this space is because, you know, we don't have $5,000, $15,000 a quarter to be paying somebody to go find a person. <laughs> right. So how Engineering Mind put that to work and say, how can we bring this to a demographic of people that, that need it and can use it? Because it's not about just finding your person. I think where where matchmaking really helps, and, and really it's the date coaching part, is where it really helps is for people who who really want to be successful in this space. They've got a place where they can go and learn, right? Even if they can't, even if they choose not to pay and learn, they can choose to pay and get direction. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people need direction, you know, with regard to. To relationships, because at the end of the day, I said this at the beginning of the podcast. I said I think there there are just a, a couple of problems, like root cause problems. Root cause problem number one is people don't have relationship skills, mm-hmm. and they don't even think it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that's probably going to affect your life the most, right? Relationships yeah. or marriage—that's the one place where people put the least amount of effort. Like, uh, I'll figure it out. Right, yeah, I'll right. figure it out. Yeah. To me, it's like like I say to people all the time: you wouldn't go buy an airplane talking about I'm a wing it, right? <laughs> no, right. But that's what they—that's what we do with relationships mm-hmm. right? and and marriage. You know, I, I got a lot to say about about that thing, but I I I wish people would um, at least get coaching. You know, if if you don't do anything else, at least get coaching. There are tons of books out there that mm-hmm. are. That are really good books. I probably read hundreds of books at this time, at this point. But all that good information is hidden in books. And here's one other tip. The last tip I'll give about uh, single people: a lot of good information is is buried in books that are written for married people, mm, right? But because okay. it's got, you know, I'll, I'll give you one title: "How to Fix Your Marriage Without Talking About It." It's mm. an awesome book that I think every single person should read. Ah, okay. If you're in my office, it's too late. That's another book. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's written for marriage people. Right. But it, single people should read it. Anyway, yeah. let, let me stop. No, there, that's good, it, man. That's good. Y'all hear that? Listen, you don't have to be married to get, grab one of these marriage books, learn some relationship skills, some conflict resolutions. Yeah. Some, some compromise or whatever, whatever you want to uh, add to your arsenal of relationship building. Um, Valentin, thank you so much, hey, man. man. Thanks this for having great, me. man. Thank you for coming over. You know, I was elated to find out again, not only your profession, but your background. Perfect for the STEM Media Podcast. All right, that concludes this episode of the STEM Media Podcast. I want to thank you so much, my guy, Valentin Johnson. If you're looking for some professional matchmaking help, connect with him at valdonj.com. That's V-A-L-D-O-N-J.com. And hey, I want to say a special thank you to all of you, all of you who are listening. If you like this show, please make sure you go rate, review, subscribe, share, do all the things that we need to do to help spread the word about STEM, STEM careers, and STEM media. This podcast was produced by STEM Media and Influence. And hey, just in case you didn't know, you have something special for which the world is waiting. So why are you? Until next time, take care, fam. Catch you later. Peace.